Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. I just think technology is awesome. Good advice for anyone who is looking for a laptop. For the latest news and information about technology. Now that, that's the guy. <laughs> it's so hard to take a bad photo. Now with these cameras. I really? think that stuff is just brilliant. It is something that people really need to look at. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Haven't we got the best jobs in the world? We have. <laughs> we absolutely have the best job. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. I love talking technology. And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. Do you really need a 10 megapixel camera to take those images? I'd say not. Two Blokes Talking Tech. Embrace those little ideas there. Have a look around and, and ask questions. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this is episode 14, Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long and with me, as always, the other bloke, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mate. How are you, Trevor? I'm uh, pretty darn good. Origin is behind us. We won't dwell on that, mate, but uh, oh, I'm very much two looking games forward. to go, mate. Come um, on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to game two. You and I will be at uh, ANZ Stadium. We'll be there Stadium. together. We should do the podcast from ANZ Stadium after the game. I think that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> Lots to talk about today. I think I don't think I've been to more events in two days than I have in the last couple of days. We've got a stack of different products to talk about, and we'll bring that to you straight away. Now, mate, today Telstra announced a very interesting new initiative, and it's by the end of this year... They, they are going to have no more excess usage fees for data on their post-paid, post-paid plans. And this is wow. radical. Bill shock, over. It's gone. It's the end no of more. bill shock, apart from if you make too many phone calls. But how much does that happen? No, not, not very often. And, and Telstra, I think, great initiative, uh, showing, again, that they, you know, they value their customers. I think in the last 18 months, we've seen a, a new Telstra emerge, I think, and uh, mm. really with the customer in mind. And I think they're one of the first operators in the world to offer this kind of service, too, for mobile phone customers. So it's, it's great to see. It sounds like, reading between the lines, it sounds like it's, um, it's some, some sort of technology they've got in the background, which they're, they're the first to install because they do say, you know, one of the first in the world and that kind of stuff. Plus, it's going to take some time to implement. But by the end of the year, essentially, if you've got a 500 meg data allowance and you use 510 meg, that last 10 meg will just come down to you very, very slowly like the old yeah. dial-up. And uh, and that's how they're going to prevent bill shock because they're not going to charge you for that extra usage. Well, it's a great idea, like that throttling back on the account. We, we see it already with our monthly broadband accounts. I know on my Optus account here at home, I've got a cable account, and if I do go over the limit, which I have done occasionally, and you go back to dial-up speed, I think uh, it's Great, great things that uh, assure customers they're not going to get this massive bill. Uh, I think it's a good move. And, and I think the um, that, that's the point here is that they, they cop a lot of flack for being this company that creates bill shock and they're, they are the first in, forget the world, but just let's talk about Optus, Vodafone, the pressure this would put yeah, on those two companies absolutely. to do something different. It's, it's, uh, it's quite radical. Absolutely right. I think you're right with the the, the balls in the Optus and Vodafone and, and uh, the other operators' courts now. Mm. I think uh, the Telstra Next G network obviously it, users enjoy a very fast connection, very reliable. So obviously they're going to be hammering away on their mobile devices, looking up the internet checking their Facebook status and all that kind of thing. So mm. I think it'd be easy for customers to go over that limit. But uh, no, you're absolutely right. I think uh, over to you, Optus. Over to you, Vodafone. What are they going to do next? Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, we're, we enjoyed quite a nice day yesterday together, Trevor, at an event Uh on the harbour on a luxury yacht. I'd love to say it was my luxury boat. Yeah, we but, wish. Uh, 
I do know the owner. I won't reveal who it is, but uh, we were lucky <laughs> enough to be on his boat. It was uh, it was which, one of those uh, interesting ones where you go, "Why are we going on a boat?" <laughs> yeah, well, it was uh, it was a good move. It was an event organised by Dell, uh, the computer company, and they had. Uh, I think it was a great idea and a, a good move to take it out on the harbour. Yep. It offers a bit of luxury for their new XPS 15Z laptop. Now, this is their uh, what they're calling one of the world's thinnest, full, fully-fledged 15-inch laptops in the world. It's really designed, focused, yet under the hood has got all the specs to make it also a powerhouse. And that the point of the launch was that uh, it's it's very executive aimed. Uh, you know, top level people will be looking for a, a powerhouse laptop with sleek looks like this, and and that was the whole point of this uh, exotic kind of launch. Uh, it's it, it. I find it quite deceptive, to be honest. Um, there was a lot of talk about this thin device being launched, and there was rumours uh, in the hours before because we got the global launch in Australia, so we were quite fortunate. Um, there were rumours of comparing it to the MacBook Air and all this kind of stuff. I think whoever's writing the MacBook Air stories is is missing the, the AIR keys for the PRO because it's a MacBook Pro comparison. It's Absolutely. not a MacBook Air comparison. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah, the, the the marketing that went before it, sort of the talk was that it's going to be this sleek, ultra-thin laptop. Now, it is thin considering it's a 15-inch laptop, so 15.6-inch uh, screen, but it's also got an optical drive. It's got a DVD slot-loading drive as well. So it is, for what it, what's on board, the thickness of it is pretty impressive. So uh, I think it's 24.68 millimetres thick. So that's pretty impressive. But I think the best compliment, I, I think I said to, to you this, to you on the day, mm-hmm. was that, the best compliment we can pay to this device was that it looks like a Mac. That's exactly right, and that's I think you included that in your uh, in your story at techguide.com.au. But I think the most uh, startling feature of this device is the price. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and oh, look, I, I I must be honest, I haven't um, dug deep yet, but I, so I don't know what the specs are. But for thirteen ninety nine, you're getting a you know a full function fifteen inch laptop, which does look quite nice compared to the MacBook Pro. Um, yeah. But you know it's obviously not going to be an i seven or anything like that with you know huge amounts of RAM. It's going to be base base install, but still a great price. It is that that entry level model. I think it's got the uh, the i five processor, but the screen, the fifteen point inch WLED display. I thought that was a standout feature for me. I, it, the, the screen was the resolution was really sharp. Well, uh, it's we, full we, we high definition. This is the first time that that a laptop of fifteen inches has been ten eighty p high Absolutely. definition. But unfortunately, the uh, the drive on board is only a DVD drive. And I did ask the question. I said, you've got this gorgeous full HD screen. Why not put a Blu-ray drive in it? And the answer I had was that the Blu-ray optical drives are slightly thicker than uh-huh. the DVD optical drives, and it wouldn't have fit into a device this size. It would have made it a little bit thicker, so they decided to leave it out. I'm calling hogwash on that excuse, but um, <laughs> you know, you got you got you got to say something. But look, in the end, uh, the other thing about the screen, just quickly, is the brightness of it. It, uh, you know, they 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 measure screen brightness in nits or something like that. I, I thought that yeah. was what kids get at school, but. Um, it, this thing is ridiculously bright, like double the brightness p- potential of, of a lot of laptops out there. So Yeah, we actually put a MacBook Pro next to it and put them both up to full brightness, mm. and the XPS 15Z easily outshone it. It, it was a lot brighter. So it's uh, it's available. Very, is it available now? It is available it now. It is, yeah. Yes. It went on sale yesterday XPS. Uh, off the website, and uh, through. I think they're also going to sell it through JB Hi-Fi. JB Hi-Fi, the, the words I heard, and you know they may not have wanted to say it exactly that way, but JB 
maybe hi-fi their retailer of choice. I found that a very interesting choice of words. But anyway, check it out, the Dell XPS 15Z. Now, mate, one of the um, disadvantages of this gig that we uh, are fortunate to have is that sometimes you get to see stuff well before you're allowed to talk about it. And this this next <laughs> thing is one of those examples. And I um, I met with, uh, as did you, uh, yeah. one, of, one of the key stakeholders at the LiveScribe company who bring out the LiveScribe pen, which is this digital pen that with special paper allows you to take notes and record the audio so that you can reach back and look at all the pieces of audio around those notes, no matter which booklet you want to go back to and which, which yeah. period in time. Great one, device. One of the key things about it was it was pretty much all stuck in that device or on your computer when you'd synced it up. This now have, they've just launched a thing called LiveScribe Connect. And it's very easy to download. It's an add-on. It's not a new pen. It's the same pen. you just got to download an add-on. And, and it, you might have to pay a bit more if you've got the cheaper pen, but that's, that's simple stuff. In really simple terms, this allows you to, from the pen, give a command to save as a PDF, to send an email, to add to Facebook, to Evernote, to Google Docs, to, to LiveScribe's own cloud, cloud-based service. And because of the power, and this blew my mind, because of the power of Adobe Acrobat Reader, the very latest version, anyone with, who doesn't even need to have this pen, they just have to have the latest Adobe Acrobat, can actually click through the the document the the page to understand what was going on Amazing. and read back the presentation. That, those documents too. The uh, so the device has it as it records. So it's, it's recording everything you write and and recording everything that it hears at the same time. So it's perfect for press conferences, interviews, meetings, taking notes, students. So those documents, when they're sent, they're called pen casts, as yes. in a broadcast from a pen. And like you said, anyone all they need is that the uh, Adobe and, and they can click on the pen cast mm. and then see the words or the pictures the lines on the page appearing, and then also hear the audio. They can also skip forward and back. Like, I've used this pen for a couple of years now, and I've done interviews that lasted nearly an hour, and going back through those notes was an effort. Yeah. But with the live scribe, I click on the, the part of the interview that I want to hear that at straight away, and it instantly takes me to that part of the audio, which I think is unbelievable. It is amazing. And the other thing is, even if you don't have Adobe Acrobat ready, you can put this thing on Facebook, so any Facebook user can look at the, the pen cast. Look, yeah, I saw the one that you put up there. You put one I, up there yesterday. Yeah, I quickly put one up while I was trying to do a video review, and then I had more computer problems. Oh, I'm struggling this week, but I'll <laughs> do it again. It's, uh, it's, it's, I want to demonstrate it in a video form because it's quite, quite important that you can see it. Because for me, one of the great examples of it is actually, uh, aside from all the things you've named, you know when you're standing side by side with one person, you say, "Can you just explain to me how whatever this is works?" And so yeah. you, I was actually this is, and that was what I drew. I sort of drew how my podcast work. You know, I have a microphone that goes into a mixer and da 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 da. And and if you look at the picture afterwards, you go, "It just looks like a jumbled mess." That looks like a computer. That might look like a microphone, and that looks like a, a you know a, the cloud. But what you can do is you can actually click through those things and hear me, if, the, if I was the person giving the example, hear me talk about what the, how the process works. And it's a really good way of sharing your learning. So check it out. If you've got a LiveScribe pen, check out LiveScribe Connect. And if you do any sort of transcription or note-taking or, or sharing of notes, LiveScribe Connect, the, the Echo Pen, absolute top stuff. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Travel along. We, we both had a busy day earlier this week. We mm. both went to the Dell launch aboard the boat, and we also went to the uh, briefing about the new ASUS ePad 
Transformer, mm. which I quite enjoyed. I, I thought I really was impressed with this product. Now, at first glance, it does look like a netbook, a 10.1-inch yep. netbook. So it's got the keyboard, you've got the screen, folds down exactly like a netbook, but yep. with one major difference. A little flick of the switch, and actually you can detach the screen, and it turns it into a, la- into a tablet. It's just amazing. Running uh, Android 3.0. Just like the Galaxy 10.1 or the Motorola Zoom, so you can carry it around and use it like a tablet. When you're done, clicks back into the dock if you want that physical keyboard, if you want to get through some documents, and it's back to that form again, complete with a trackpad. What, what you were at the briefing as well, Trev? What did you think, mate? I it's it's a really difficult device to to get excited about because you 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 find yourself um, moving away from from the from the core premise of it, which is this great tablet with it with the potential of a keyboard dock, essentially. Mm. Now, I love the tablet. For one reason, I love the tablet is because it's different. It's, it's got a different feel to it. It's got a different look to it. Um, you know, that, that alone makes me feel like they've put some effort into it as opposed to just putting a, you know, a metal back on it with a bit of black on it or something like that because yep. they're all pretty much the same. As a tablet, it's, it's a tablet, okay? It's running Android 3.0. It's, it's comparable to the Zoom and all those things. It doesn't seem as fast, so that's probably its only downfall. But when you attach it to this keyboard dock, you literally double the battery life because there's eight hours of yeah. battery in the in the in the keyboard, and you create a netbook with a touch screen. And and the thing, mate, and I said this earlier on on, on your tech life, the thing that I, I'm actually excited about here is I actually think forget the tablet market they're redefining. What about the what about the netbook market they're redefining here to say you know what on a netbook. Why not put Android 3.0? Because it's a pretty good operating system. It's 10 lengths ahead of Linux, and it's cheaper than Windows. Well, they've kind of done that, I think, Trevor. What I liked about this, and they did mention this in the briefing, that the number one frustration for many people who use a tablet is the lack of a physical keyboard. So when yeah. I know it's possible to Bluetooth connect keyboards and everything like that, but when you really want to get down to it and actually type out something, a long document or a long message, that physical keyboard's your best friend. And that's I, why I those... really like that how they, they've thought of that and you've got that option. Now, yep. I think when it go, it's gone on sale already, and I think for the, the pricing is 16-gig tablet is $599. Crazy you can, to buy You can that. go You're up to the whole to package, that. the 32-gig tablet, and the dock for seven hundred ninety nine dollars. So for an extra two hundred dollars, you're getting so much more. So yeah. there's the options there. And the hint we got was that the keyboard alone later on will be about two hundred bucks. So if you bought the five ninety nine one now, you're mad because you're only getting sixteen gig and you're not getting the keyboard dock. So check it out. Uh, five ninety nine for the sixteen gig, seven ninety nine for the thirty two gig with the keyboard dock. It is something different to look at. And if you're dying for that that keyboard and you don't want to or you want a netbook and then you also want the tablet this is this is a cracker device an absolute cracker two blokes talking tech you're listening to two blokes talking tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick and we must thank our good friends at Netgear uh, Netgear connecting with innovation uh, routers modems doesn't matter what you need with regards to connecting your life now it could be connecting your your smart TV you might have bought a big new Samsung TV and you've, you've got the, the Ethernet plug in the back where you could whack a universal Wi-Fi adapter in there and connect that TV to your, to your, to your router. Uh, you, can, you, could, you might have a maybe two or three-year-old router. What you don't know is that Wi-Fi these days is faster and has better range under the new N classification, which has been around for a while but is only just sort of starting to get, get hit at straps. Check out a new router. Check out a new modem. Uh, get the best speed and the best efficiency in your network. And doesn't matter whether it's networking or perhaps home storage. Netgear have got the answer. You can check them out at all big retailers. Now, we talked about going on a boat being a weird place to go for a launch. I went to school today. 
Okay. Back to school, jeez. Oh, and now I've been, it's been it's something like fifteen years since I was at school, but it's got to be therefore twenty since I was in primary school. So to walk into a primary school, and I went to Croma Public School up on the northern beaches. Uh, all these little tiny chairs. It's it's kind of weird, <laughs> but you know you, you get used to it. We went up to the library for for a Panasonic launch. Now <clears throat> what they were launching was their global classroom initiative. Now. First of all, there's a lot of computers at school these days. There's just computers everywhere. A lot which more than when we were at school, Trevor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to struggle to get access to A lot more than when I was at school, I should say, as well. <laughs> Let's not go there. Now, there's all these new innovative whiteboards and interactive whiteboards in the schools, and they come from either Sanyo, which is a, a kind of a subsidiary of Panasonic these days, plus there's Panasonic ones. But forget all that. There was two amazing things, and I'll tell you the simple one first. But it was it was a, it was nice to look at. There was a three D projector there, and in one of the classrooms, they've got this teacher who's won a Microsoft Award for innovation, who is teaching her kids three D gaming production. So these oh, yeah. kids are sitting there making three D games, and you think, well, how does that apply to you know learning? Jeez, I wish there was that class when I was oh, at school. God. These kids are oh, it's unbelievable looking at Brilliant. these kids talk to you know uh, uh, five, <laughs> five, year five and year six just chatting away like they're they're fair to come adults. It's amazing, but they're learning social skills and and you know how to interact, and they're learning literacy and numeracy because a programming is a difficult thing. So that was interesting, and, and for a school to have that initiative was great. But then take yourself over to this brand new classroom with this sixty inch plasma TV. <clears throat> And a, and a couple of a couple of high definition cameras, and and we walked into this room, and there's this uh, there's another class looking through the screen at us, and this class is in an elementary school in Japan, and wow. these two classes are literally working together. The kids would stand up at the front of the class, and they'd do an exercise where, for example, what what do I want to be when I grow up? And they'd give a couple of clues, either visually or verbally, and the kids at the other end would would answer the question, and. I mean, this was a very simple example, but using a, a dual monitor setup, so they have an interactive whiteboard. You can see the rundown. You can see it share a curriculum. Forget the international stuff. Just sharing this sort of information across the city, across the state, and across the country yeah, will be revolutionary in the next five or ten Possi years. The possibilities, isn't? It? I've always said the upside of technology is such, such so helpful for education. Like oh, young, yeah. young students today have got so much at their disposal, and I, I, my own children, they got their laptops and all this, uh, the internet, and all this exposure to all this new tech and. If they ever complain about how hard school is, and if they ever do that, I remind them. I give them the old back-in-my-day talk where things were a lot different. They've got so many opportunities now to learn. makes it easy for them to learn. It makes it a lot more enjoyable for them to learn. This is just another example. You used to have to go to a newsagent. So I remember going to a newsagent when you had to do a school project. You'd buy a big bit of cardboard, and there'd be, <laughs> um, there'd be like research guides there, a little lift-out thing which, you'd, which might be about a particular topic, and you'd cut that up to get your photos and stick them on the yeah. cardboard. You wouldn't go to the Internet and find a photo. Anyway, check it out if you're interested. Panasonic Global Classroom. It's a, it's a wonderful initiative, and Panasonic had whacked a couple hundred grand into this thing, and obviously there's branding and all that kind of stuff in it. But good initiative, and, uh, and good to see progress, and, and a really interesting thing for the NBN in the future. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, I went along today, Trevor, to the Intercontinental Hotel in Sydney for a launch by Boast. Now, Mate, people are going to think we a, are just stuck up, don't you reckon? <laughs> no. what, we're, well, we're at the Intercontinental, we're on a I boat on the harbour. I go where I'm told. Exactly. Now, Boast had this launch there today. Now, I'm a big fan of Boast. They're they, they great audio company. I think they're, they're, they're noise-cancelling headphones. I 
always take them with me wherever I go, whenever I'm traveling. They're, they're really innovative company with yep. when it comes to audio. And they're the sort of company who don't just put a product out once a year just for the sake of it. They yep. only put a new product out when they've made some kind of breakthrough. So when the invitation to come along today came through, I thought, wow, we're, we're really in for something special here. And it, it, it was a bit of an Apple-esque sort of feeling to it because no one quite knew what we were going to see. Was it oh, a new right. set of headphones? Was it a, a new stereo? We really were left in the dark. But turns out the product is a television. What? Now, both have introduced... The Video Wave, which is a 46-inch LCD display, full HD, but it's built into the back of this TV is an amazing sound system that can create a virtual 5.1 surround soundscape. And they did the demonstration was quite amazing. Now, if I could just take you through it. Mm. We've walked into the room. There's this TV on the wall, and there's these speakers on the wall with little black black, uh, coverings so we can't see what they were. When they did the demo and the sound was playing throughout the room, (laughs) they did the big reveal and say all the sound you were hearing was coming from the television. And at that moment, all of the speakers that were shrouded in these black cloths on the wall actually fell off the walls and fell to the ground. It was quite dramatic. There was a light <laughs> thing going on. It was amazing. But it was an incredible demonstration of the, the way that they've put this technology. It includes a subwoofer. There, there, there's, there's directional speakers so I could aim the sound in different parts of the room, all packed into this, is, into this display. Now, it isn't a thin display by any measure. It's a six-inch thick display to fit in Ooh. all of that technology. Yep. It's wall-mountable, but... Geez, it was an amazing demo, and it's it's seven thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. Mm. But you consider you're getting a home theater surround sound system, a high quality TV, and a control system that includes a universal remote control and the ability to plug in all of your components. Uh, it was very impressive because it is an often overlooked area of the television. I've got to be honest. I um, it's been a long time since I've had a little you know mini hi-fi system or surround sound system because uh, you know moved into a place that has tiles and you can't run cables across the room and all that kind of stuff. So we just went, eh, we got a TV. It's got sound in it, but you know what? The sound ain't that great when you're watching a movie. It's just not that great from most TVs because they don't actually have speakers. On the front, even they have all the speakers at the back, and there's no real thought like Bose have obviously put into this. So it sounds have, amazing, yeah, well, and it obviously was, yeah. at the high end, it's it's going to be very popular. Yeah, but the, what they did, they did, they did point out though that mm. there was a third, a third uh, of people who own a TV. Yeah. Only one third of people who own a TV actually add a home theater system because it's That's a bit complicated, and there's four different remote controls on the Mate, table. So the you, simplicity of this system is is really appealing as well. You can pay hundreds of dollars to have an installer put it all together for you, uh, and and it, you really don't get the experience, especially if you're running Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff. You don't get the 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 benefit of this huge TV if you're not getting the audio and I mean you've got a, a great setup at home but you wouldn't live without some sort of speaker setup would you? Absolutely not. Now this is really uh, it's a it's a impressive product. A lot of lot of you can tell a lot of time. They, they say it's been years in the making. A lot of thoughts gone into it, and it's a very intelligently put together. Uh, really, really, if you can afford it, a very impressive package. Now, I, um, I read a thing today, and I thought it was worthwhile bringing up, uh, talking about the most significant breakthrough in 100 years. Now, IBM is celebrating 100 
uh, it's, it's 100th anniversary. So, like any good company, they've done a survey. Of a, I feel like family <laughs> feud. They did a survey of a thousand people. But re- really interesting stuff because they asked what the most um, what what the most significant breakthrough in kind of, kind of science and technology was in the last hundred years. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you I don't know. What do you think it would be? The internet. Well, that'd be that'd be in my top ten. Yeah. Well, only twenty six percent, I think it was, chose the internet, and and basically, <clears throat> excuse me, basically, that was the Gen Y. So all these young people that really have experienced the internet and the impact it's had on their lives chose the internet as the breakthrough, but and and sort of a not a technology as we normally talk about it, but disease prevention, you know, the cure for smallpox and all these kind of things. That's the real innovation of the last hundred years. But what it got me thinking about was. What are we going to be saying in the next 100 years, the next 20 years, let alone anything else? It's quite interesting to think about. We talk now about, you know, we just talked about the global classroom. We talk about the NBN. We really can't imagine what's going to happen in the next 5 or 10 years that could beat the introduction of the internet, let alone, you know, the curing of smallpox. Absolutely. Wasn't wasn't there a famous quote? I think the US patent clerk back in 1899, I think, was quoted as saying somewhere around then, he says, look, everything that's worth inventing has already been invented. I think that's (laughs) How wrong was he? Anyway, IBM survey on innovation. Check it out at uh, yourtechlife.com. I put a bit of info up there and a a bit of an infographic in there. There's also a bit of a survey to fill out anyway. Check it out, yourtechlife.com. Well, uh, this week, Trevor, I reviewed yet another HTC smartphone. <laughs> now they've done it again. They've they've coming up with uh, these all these new devices. Now they're they're, they're kind of like the Beatles of the mobile phone world. They just keep producing hit after hit. Well, as we've they're said probably, before, they're the Nokia of today. <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah, we've seen the legend with the Desire, the, the Desire HD, Desire Z, but now the incredible S. Uh, I had a good look at it this week. It's Sounds got a like really a impressive four-inch touchscreen, one mm-hmm. gigahertz processor, and uh, it's 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 got a bit of a style focus to it. Now there's the sculpted the back panel of the device. Uh, I, I quite liked it. There are a couple of things in it missing that I didn't like, but I think they they were only minor things. I I, I gave it four out of five on my website, and I was very impressed with it. I think it's um I think it's just a, a measure of the the penetration of smartphones. Full stop in our in our society that. You really do need more than just, you know, an Android phone and an iPhone to choose from. You need to have a wide range. People have different tastes in look, in feel, in general usage. So HTC are literally cornering the market on the on the un, undecided smartphone buyer. You know, some people are walking out and going, I'm going to get a Sony Arc. I'm going to get an Apple iPhone. I'm going to get a, a, a Legend or whatever it might be. But others literally stand in a Telstra, Telstra store or Optus store and say, what can I get? What's my best deal? And they are open to these great new devices. So it's really great to see. And there's a lot of new stuff coming out from HTC, and, and it is to their credit, to be honest. Yeah. This is, this is also through uh, Optus to begin with. So it's their Optus exclusive. So uh, I think the, the the device that one thing that I, I mentioned in my review that would have been like with, with this device you can produce a lot of HD content. You take the the, the camera it yep. is quite good. Eight megapixel camera is quite good. You can shoot HD video, but sharing that with other people. I think we had this conversation yesterday. Mm. HDMI out would have been really cool on this device. Now being able to connect a HDMI cable from your phone to your TV to show off the latest video or the photos you've taken would have been a nice addition uh, to this device as well. I'm sure it'll be in one of their next devices as they always do.
Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now you're a bookman. I I'm not a book book I'm a reader. Solid bookman, um, yes. <laughs> but wasn't it interesting this week? Just uh, just before we wrap up, we'll talk about Amazon. Um, they they kind of announced the stats that eBooks for the first time had outsold both paperbacks and hardbacks. Literally, yeah. um, we are we are literally moving well away from the from the traditional book. It's it's kind of official now. Absolutely, yeah. Amazon earlier this week, as you said, that they they've only been selling the Kindle. So don't forget their their books for the Kindle. They've only been selling it since two thousand and seven. So it's only taken four yeah. years to catch up with printed books and overtake them. Because so, this is this is Amazon alone. This is not worldwide ebook sales or anything. This is just Amazon this data Amazon. on Amazon sales. But let's not forget, Amazon has done wonders in the last ten plus years on e-commerce. So they they they, they see the trends in uh, in things like book sales. Bookstores continue to to continue to go on here. They're not thriving. Um, but they really do need to adapt and and change, kind of like video stores do as well. But really interesting um, that that ebook sales are just so phenomenal. And well, um, I, th- I think the devices themselves, like the Kindle, for those who don't know what the Kindle is, it's it's the Amazon e-reader that has a wireless connection. So so it's not only your book, it's also the bookstore. So yeah. you can look at titles. So say if you and I were, were you were t- recommending a great book to me, if I had my Kindle, I could literally look it up on the spot, buy it, and download it to the device, to the Kindle, in a couple, matter of minutes. So yep. no wonder people are spending up big on books because they're just so easy to buy from wherever you are. Another week, another show. Episode fourteen is now behind us, Steve. Uh, mate, once again next week we'll be back. Uh, we've got a few. We will talk. We mentioned last week we'll talk about the Tiverson and the Elgato products. They're just wonderful. There's a few more launches to go on, but uh, uh, you've got to uh, you've got to sit back and wonder how the uh, Blues are going to beat the Maroons. They'll regroup. I think they showed a lot of courage in the game one. I think game two back in Sydney, it's going to they're going to be a big crowd behind them. I think they're going to turn it around. We're all here. All we're here. Thanks to Netgear, netgear.com.au. Thank you to the guys at Netgear. And if you want to get in touch with us, twoblokestalkingtech.com. If you're listening via iTunes, do log in, rate it, and review it. Let us know what you think. Two blokes talking tech. Back next week. Two blokes talking tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.